Welcome to the Grow Your Business and Grow Your Wealth podcast with Gary Helt. Gary is an expert in helping business owners put together a plan that will provide a better future for their businesses, themselves, and their families. On the podcast, Gary interviews other professionals who share his vision, and together they share secrets and strategies any business owner can use to build a better financial foundation for your business and your life. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, our guest is Leslie Grissom, and he is the founder and CEO of the African-American Entrepreneurs Association. Welcome, Leslie. Welcome, Gary. Thanks for having me here. Sure. So, Leslie, give us a little bit about your background before before you founded your organization. What what was it that you did? Well, I, I considered myself a, a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah. And um I um uh, I I I was involved in a lot of ventures and I had a I, I had a natural I would say I was grown in an entrepreneurial environment at home. So it was natural to me to uh to gravitate towards that entrepreneurial lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And um I I had a uh I had a period in my life where in 2008, when obviously uh, the market shifted for everyone, um, I decided that um, I, I needed to add some academia, some more uh, entrepreneurial um, uh, uh, concepts and principles that I did not learn over my entrepreneurial experiences. Mm-hmm. And I decided to go back to uh, go back to school, uh, just, you know, invent, invested in myself to um, to be better prepared, I would say, for the second chapter of my book, I would say. Right. And uh, I, I completed uh, an undergrad degree at the University of Florida Business School and then went on to get my MBA in international business. Um, and then after that, I decided, well, what did I want to do? Did I want to go back into corporate world, which I wasn't very uh, in for a very long time? Uh, and uh, or did I want to go back into that serial entrepreneur space? Uh, and I decided that, you know, what I wanted to do, uh, what was different than what the Lord wanted me to do. So and and I had that spiritual awakening where, you know, what was I here for? What was I put on the earth for? What was my purpose? You know, right. so that's what it is. And like we were mentioning before, you, you know, in your practice and not just in your practice, but a part of who you are, you felt the need to create this podcast, to give back to people, to educate people. Right. So that's pretty much where I came from, where I decided that, you know what? Uh, I decided that I needed to go back and, uh, use utilize my life experiences as a serial entrepreneur and combine it with the educational component of entrepreneurship and decided to start an organization uh, in 2018 to be able to help the underserved communities. And then after finding out and, and realizing that, hey, the SBA has a classification of underserved communities, and who they were, and why were they underserved, and what were their needs, I decided that, you know what, that is what, you know, uh, my purpose is, that that is why I developed all of these different experiences in, in the past, 
and then now added on to it that learning aspect and that educational aspect to 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 some of those principles that avoided uh, a lot of uh, or or evaded a lot of our underserved communities when it comes to entrepreneurship. And besides that, I ran into different articles about why um, why did uh, why were minority businesses, specifically African American businesses, why did they have such a high attrition rate of failure? And that is mm-hmm. within 18 months, a lot of our businesses tend to fail. And I did some research and 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 just life experiences realized that a lot of that reason was because of the knowledge, the information, not knowing how to create sustainable businesses. Not to say that the desire wasn't there, but the challenges that a lot of minorities have to navigate through in society uh, just made it worse and just compounded that whole effort of creating those businesses. So a lot of research, a lot of data indicated uh, lack of access to capital, obviously. Right. Uh, and and mm-hmm. to me, I no longer consider lack of ca- access to capital. I consider it maybe lack of access to information. Because it's to me, it's the information that is lacking a lot in preparing for the capital. So the capital is zero. Okay, they're a different organization that has capital to right. support minority, but it's the information on educating the community on how to prepare for that, you know, for for, for that capital to either start their business, uh, grow their business, or sustain some of their existing businesses. Um, that that they have, so that is why I started the African American Entrepreneurs Association to uh, to be able to assist in that space where there was a problem. So you know, as entrepreneurs, you know what we do: we solve problems. Right. Uh, <laughs> so you know, unless there's a problem, then you know, uh, there's no need. But there is a big problem in our society in that area, and I decided to start this association. To, uh, to, to be able to assist in solving that problem because the problem is not going to be solved um, uh, by one any one organization, but I believe by collaborating, creating a, a team, creating an ecosystem of partners that are uh, aligned with your mission in solving that problem, I think that 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 is what the winning ingredients that we tend to want to put together or what we have been putting together. Um, uh, not just federal partners uh, in that sense of partnering with the SBA um, and uh, and also uh, private partners as well, corporate and private partners who, uh, that assists us in, in that area of educating and uh, helping minority groups when it comes to, you know, the information on, uh, you know, running sustainable business. One of our partners too is the, uh, I would say, university. So we have university partners as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so wherever we open a chapter, uh, our most recent chapter, even though we have four chapters that we're percolating right now, uh, two have already been uh, partnered with SBA, which is Florida and uh, the state of Alabama. Okay. We, uh, we also have university partners in those states as well. So in the state of Florida, we have, we're partnered with the University of Florida uh, business program, uh, entrepreneurship uh, program. Uh, and we're also partnered with uh, Auburn University in uh, Alabama uh, with their program as well. So they're one of our partners as well. So 
with those educational partners, what we what we tend to do with them is we um, a part of our program are workshops that okay. some of some of our partners, the professors in our in th- through our partnerships, are able to help assist with some of our um, workshops. Uh, and these and this is information that usually uh, that they're able to share uh, with our audience. Uh, our, our you know it's it's pro bono, so you know we don't charge for it. Okay. Uh, this is information that normally you know you would have to be a student in that university to get. And uh, because of our mission, they're able to provide it for our for our listeners and our, our members. So, are these uh, the the workshops and stuff like that that they're doing? Is it only in person, or is there a virtual? Uh, oh, it is. It it's also? all virtual. It's virtual. Okay, it's great. It's virtual. Yeah. Okay, it's all virtual. So, so somebody doesn't necessarily have to be in Florida or Alabama, and they're still able no. to participate. No, no, not at all. We have great, people great. all over. We have people all over the United States that uh, participates uh, in, in our, our workshops. And that's what's one of the reasons why we, we're right now um, experiencing a expansion, I would say a scaling um, season in a sense where people are learning and finding out about our organization and what we do and how, and how we go about our programs. And they're actually wanting us to establish a chapter in their city or their, 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 their state as well. Right. So we, we do have some things hybrid. So we just started a minor business, uh, uh, mental health for mental health month, which was just in July. Mm-hmm. And we had a whole series on, on, on mental health. Right. Uh, and, and, uh, we, we had a hybrid uh, program where we had in person and we had it virtual. So we had, you know, we had between state of Alabama, state of Florida, we had, um, uh, where else? Uh, the DMV area, um, and uh, we had uh, Atlanta as well. Okay. Uh, all all engaged in this hybrid program, so we we kind of go both ways. Right. So you know, in in your your guys, um, you know, workshops and things like that. I mean, obviously, everybody has a little bit different, um, you know, issues that they're dealing with. But many people, you know, I'm going to say, had the same issues when it came to COVID. Um, so, you know, because I would assume that, that with Florida and Alabama, you know, uh, you guys have probably have done some workshops and stuff like that on recovering from the hurricanes and things Absolutely. like that. And mm-hmm. then COVID, um, and then still, you know, everybody says we're, we're, we're out of the COVID, but I see that many businesses are still somewhat suffering from that, that COVID hangover, if you want to call it. Right. Um, what are some of the things that you guys are doing to to help with that? Well, what we're what 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 you know the the, the different the, the thing about COVID is that has taught a lot of us entrepreneurs is the ability as an entrepreneur the necessity as an entrepreneur to be able to pivot. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be able to learn new skills uh, at a quick pace, right. uh, not a snail pace, uh, and and that I think that was a challenge for a lot of uh, businesses initially that did not get, uh, I would say, um, uh, comfortable with the virtual space. If you know what right. I mean when I say, oh that. yeah, 
Yeah. So, because because don't forget, you had Teams, you had Zoom prior to COVID. Yep. Now it's just a matter of how acquainted you were with that platform. Right. Okay. So the people that are now actually doing better pre-COVID are the people that were already familiar with that technology. You know what I mean? Right. So basically, it only expanded their business. Okay. So what we try to tell people is, uh, is that, you know, you have to be flexible. You have to try to understand that the, the new technology, you know, if it's leveraged correctly, can actually help you scale and grow on a faster pace. But you have to educate yourself on it. You have to go through that period of understanding it, creating a team to help you shift in that area. I give you a good example. Are restaurants mm-hmm. okay? So you know you have uh, what do you call that uh, uh, Uber? That Uber space. It's the right. names are not getting me. Right, now. Uber, Uber eats, eats and... Uber eats, and all that stuff. Right, yeah. exactly. So I have restaurants that weren't doing so so. You know, just started prior to COVID, a year prior to COVID, and they were concerned during that lockdown period. Oh know, yeah, how are they going to make it? But they pivoted so quick to take out and all of those new technologies that they were able to survive. Mm-hmm. Okay. To, to be able to see another day, if you know what I mean? Right. We're okay. Now those restrictions are, you know, has really as, as eased up, but they have developed such a, a, a healthy amount of clients from the Uber eats and from those whole the takeout models and so forth like that, that's out there that they're now doing well yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying but yeah. but then but then again the flip coin to that is you have some they're out of business yeah i think there was and i definitely saw that here in our community that there were the certain restaurants that did they pivoted right away as soon as Correct. they were told hey you're allowed to have your people in here fixing meals and stuff like that that's what they were doing they were using all of those platforms they were using the social media. They were doing everything to let people know, hey, we're open. We can provide you a meal type thing. It's just you can't eat it here. Um, and then now that, that it, you know, we're back to in-person stuff, they are still pushing the everything on social media. Hey, you can still pick up and go or you can still get delivery. And, and I agree with you. I think that, that the people that you know, shifted to that and the ones that went back to the way they were doing it before, I think those are the ones that aren't succeeding because people have just become accustomed to, oh, I could just swing by there and pick it up or I can order it. And the ones that are like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Then people are like, eh, they're they're not correct. excited about it. Correct. Correct. And that and that's that's the reason why, Gary, we are having a situation now that they're interested they're, they're they're considering different models of how to how to convert a lot of commercial space into residential space you know why right because the virtual world is not going away right there are too many people's jobs are basically hybrid they're in the office two times a week they're home three days uh, uh, uh three days versus two days 
it is no longer going back right to normal right so so understand that if you were your business model was based on foot traffic that's gone right you need to figure out a plan to be able to serve your customers who are used to coming on the foot traffic you need to convert that now yeah i think i think and and you see that with even the big box stores and stuff like that. Absolutely. I mean, look at Bed Bath and Beyond. Amazon. I mean, Amazon. they weren't able to to keep up and and things right. like that. They weren't able to pivot. Um, I think you yes, you still do have those people who want to walk in and they have of to course. touch it and stuff like of that. Course. But mm-hmm. are things that we're used to to having and it's like okay, yeah, I need these are my 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 things that I'm always getting. Everybody's getting them from Amazon, and that's a thing that that Amazon did now. Are they going to be able to sustain the growth that they had? That's that's a question. Right. Uh, but but I agree with you. Um, I, I think that as a small business, because we can, um, I always look at it. It's like, you know, the big businesses are the big ships and stuff like that. And they can't stop or pivot on a dime. Whereas no. a small business, I mean, we're like a, a like a you know a motorboat, and it's just like we can quickly pivot. And if you right. aren't prepared to do that, mm-hmm. you're going to be left behind. And I think that that's something, um, you know. And, and again, your guys' website has a ton of information on it. Um, and and I think that if people aren't prepared and constantly looking forward for what's new. Mm-hmm. You're going to be left behind because things are changing too fast right now. It's changing. It's changing. And let me tell you something, what we're doing right now and what you're doing right now, how significant and what you're doing right now, Gary, is I think it was June report. Uh, and the the job, and I don't know if you remember it and if you follow some of that information, but they were expecting 190,000 jobs. I don't know if you remember that. And it kind of surprised all the analysts. They got 330. Right. It's sh- it shocked everybody. Okay. This is this is job. This is a job report. Do you know where that came from? After they analyzed and realized where those job increases came from or jo- those job creations came from? Small business. Yep. Small business. And you know why? Because the larger we all know, everyone knows. The larger businesses are laying people off mm-hmm. because of this change, this technology change. They're laying people off. Okay. So we all know that the federal government, the majority of their income tax or, or that income tax revenue is from over 50% are from small businesses, yep. not the larger businesses. So what does that mean? What does that tell us? That tells us that the lifeblood of our economy has a lot to do with small the 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 health of small businesses right and what you're doing and what i'm doing is significant because we what we're doing is we're helping to keep that small business environment uh healthy allowing them to understand the resources that are out there to continue to help them to pivot if they're not used to pivoting or if they're in that area where they're used to doing things in the old way, we're here to help hold their hands and to help them understand how to get out of that thinking and, and how to change their narrative towards growing their business. Uh, and that's what we do. Yeah. 
I think, you know, earlier you spoke about um, that it used to be funding used to be the the, the big issue. Um, the barrier, the barrier. With, with, yeah, the barrier. Um, but you're saying it's it's really it's been education. So information, information. OK, absolutely. information. So so you're providing information now for people and trying to help them absorb that. Um, but a lot of people are going to keep saying that, no, it's the funding that that's stopping me because, you know, I can't get it and things like that. Um, how do you see the the community banks really um, stepping up in that arena? OK. All right. So we, we have a couple of banking partners. And what what's happened is, I would say, the past five years or so, uh, specifically, it kind of picked up after COVID. Mm -hmm. But a lot of banking, um, a lot of banks did not have programs for uh, and I, I'm talking about commercial banks, because right. you've always you have you've always had these CDFIs. Mm -hmm. And some of these, um, what you call it, um, uh, nonprofit banking institutions okay. that were pretty much developed to help minorities, okay, uh, that would normally have challenges getting loans from commercial banks. Keep that right. in mind. Right. So a lot of that information has a lot to do with what programs were in, already in place. <clears throat> For these commercial banks. So the problem is, is a lot of minorities were going to commercial banks when commercial banks did not have products for them. Mm -hmm. Okay. That were pretty much geared towards their challenges. Right. So the information is that we get out there is that they are lending institutions that are geared towards targeting those communities that would normally have a challenge getting a business loan from a commercial bank. Okay. So right. we have a list of those. Okay. We refer depending on the situation uh, or where that individual is with their business. And it has a lot to do with um, how long they've been in business, what type right. of industry, obviously their credit score. But the interesting thing about the lenders and some of the micro lenders and CDFIs that we utilize is that they're not look they're not just looking at your credit score. So there's a combination of things that they they that they're looking at. Okay, and, and and this is the information that we share. Okay, that some of our micro loan our recipients may have to go through a six week course. Right. Okay. So that's that's some of the requirements to be eligible to receive a startup fund, you know, funding for startups. Right, right. Uh, 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 or additional funding to expand your business. Okay. And you may have challenges, you know, you may have scores in the, in the high fives, in the low 600s. These organizations actually work with them. They understand the, their challenges. And because they're nonprofits, okay, that's their mission is to help minorities Sure. gain access to capital to grow and to start their businesses. Absolutely. So that's that's a lot of the information that a lot of our people and a lot of minorities don't understand that's out there. Uh, and if they knew it was out there, they would have gone about, you know, that process right. a lot differently. Absolutely. Right, right. 
Now, in 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 doing this, are the um, are the 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 education side of it, the information side of it, are these banks then kind of pushing people back towards you guys for some of the workshops, or are they providing yes. their own workshops? That's correct. So, so some of our banking partners will refer uh, those individuals that may come in and may not qualify for whatever the products that they have. Right. They will absolutely. They will refer them to us. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then, and then when you got when they refer them back to you guys. You guys help them provide information to them to be able to then, if it's credit score or if it's business right. plan or business plan, like that, you're uh, able to help them with the corrective action to get it to where they can. Absolutely. So that's what we do. You know, we we give them that. that that's exactly what we do, Gary. You just said it. We actually empower them. And that's a part of it being empowered. And that is the information, the mm -hmm. education. Those are the two things. That's what empowers us. Right, right. Is, is information and education. And then when you have that, then you're better equipped now to start to even, yep. you know, approach those organizations and they will see that, okay, he has, they, they have a business plan. They have four, you know, they, 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 they have everything involved, put together. Uh, they're working on their credit. It may not, it, it may not be where they want it to be, Right. But like I said, these micro lenders, they don't just look at one thing. Yeah. Yeah. OK. And I, and I think one of the things too, talking about, you know, like credit score and stuff like that, I think a lot of people don't understand and it's lack of information what affects their credit score, because a lot of them aren't very far off. It's just a couple little things that if they tweak them, um, then you know, that's going to help them. So I think, I think providing that information to them really helps with that. But then also what I've always told people is, um, you know, you put together your business plan or your structure that you're going to have and your, your forecasts and things. If something happens, then you're able to pivot one way or another because Correct. you know the you, you, you know the guts to it. But if you don't do that and something happens, then you're not able to pivot because you don't know where to go. Absolutely. Um, and and I think that that's always something that that um you know and I and we talked a little bit earlier you know I talk about you know many people just own a job not a business because they are skilled at whatever it is that they're doing and they decide to start their business with that but they really don't have the information and the knowledge on the business side of things. They just know that they're a good tactician at whatever it is that they're doing exactly. um, how i guess how does um you know our listeners if they want to want to learn more and stuff like that how can they um participate um or even help with the growth of your organization well you know um we first of all we have an 800 number uh, if anybody would like to reach us, uh, they can get on our website, uh, which is www.aaeassociation.org. Uh, you can probably somehow get that to them, uh, Gary. Yep. Uh, and um, they are uh, they can book uh, schedule appointments. And we do have, uh, like I mentioned to you earlier, we we have an office actually in uh, in Baltimore, so we do have a chapter. 
that covers that DMV area. Right. Uh, and as I mentioned to you before, we are partners with the G GBC, which is the Greater Baltimore Committee. Uh, and they're starting up this whole new 10-year initiative, economic development, uh, and um, and to have an exclusive, inclusive approach to, to the whole development uh, of that area and uh, are, are positioning themselves for a $10 billion grant from the federal government to possibly start a tech hub. So the federal government is looking to uh, invest in some tech hubs throughout the United States. And they're looking to do it outside of the traditional right. tech hubs, you know, right. San Francisco, California, Silicon Valley, and so forth. They're looking to exchange that location and to spread that location out. So uh, Baltimore is really, really positioning themselves to to to, to be there. Um, and um, and like I said, you know, so 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 we accept. Uh, we also, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. A lot of our workshops are free, so it doesn't matter what state you're in. Once you log, get onto our website, you will see our events and, and go ahead and register for them. They're all free. Um, we also have, uh, we just started a nationwide free directory. Okay. So if you have a business and you, you, you would like to get it out there at a national scale, um, you can register for free. Uh, we also have uh, memberships as well, which we're discounting until the end of uh, October, uh, September, I'm sorry, the end of September. Uh, right now, they're 50% discount, and you can get that information online. But what we're really excited about is the free directory that we started uh, because, you know, uh, there's nothing, you know, when, it, when, you know, when you, there are a lot of people who have businesses that are virtual. Okay, and we know that that is that's a big thing right now, and 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 advertising costs are very high, yeah. and and yeah, so we're 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 able to come out with this whole new feature where we're able to have multi-state, a multi-state directory, all fifty states. Uh, you just log on, register, go through this process, uh, choose the state that you're in. And go ahead and register your business, and it will be in our directory. Right. Uh, so, so there are businesses that <clears throat> may not need our assistance, they may not need our help uh, in some of the other areas in their businesses, and uh, and we're able to do that for them free of charge. Yeah, I you know I'm going to say you say that they may not need your services, but I I think lots of times as as a business owner that I've been in business for almost 25 years now. There's lots of times that I go back to the basics just to hear it again, because sometimes you need that that reinforcement. So I think even you know with the with the workshops and stuff like that that you guys do, even though you may have been in business for a long time, you know, participating in those. A, I think you're going to get something out of it, even though you, you're thinking, oh, I've been in business forever. But the other thing is, is that the the other people that you meet that are in there in some of the unique situations and things like they that that they may have hey you may be able to help them and i think that everybody as a business owner should try to help people um but i just think the growth that you can get from it personally um you, you can't put money to that no no you can't and the other thing too is 
one of the things that I I I, I, um, I share a lot with a lot of um, our members, especially our for-profit members, um, you know, because we have, you know, we have nonprofit and for-profit members. But one of the things I share with with them is is the data and a lot of business a lot of companies don't realize that cause marketing is very has a very positive effect on their bottom line and this is what i mean there's been a study there's been studies that's that that shows that companies that attach a cause to their business do better than oh, yeah. companies that don't. I don't know if you've heard of that study if yep. you've seen that. Yep. I have. So, so, so it's very important, as you said, and I like what you just said, Gary, that every company should want to give back. And that's the whole social responsibility aspect to uh to companies. And 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 it has a it has a a a, a indirect, I, I would say a, a positive effect on their bottom line right because when you think about it there are people that when they realize that your company and whether or not you do a thing you know there are people who do different strategies they'll say okay we give 10 percent of our profits to this cause or that cause or whatever but when you are actually allowing that cause to have a platform and to, to share it and to let people know about that cause other people will want to utilize your service. Why? Because of the fact that you have attached a cause. They appreciate they 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 have a connection to, to your cause, why they would want to patronize your business. And it's going to be the same thing for you, Gary. They're right. going to people, they're going to be people who see this. Okay. And and I, when I say see this, okay, you may not be a minority, but guess what? You're going to have minorities wanting to utilize your service why because they're going to say i like that guy i like that company i like their cause and i want to support that's a company that i would want to support right right and i agree and i and i i just you know you know again i i feel that everybody needs to give back especially as a small business owner everybody needs to give back to the community and like you said the number, the 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 amount of jobs that were created because of small businesses, um, and and everybody thinks that you know from a global standpoint and everything else, it's the big businesses that make everything go. It's like no, it's it's a small business. That's where everybody, um, uh, you know, everybody, the tax dollars are coming from us. You know, the, the jobs are coming from us, you know, just totally. just life in general. And, and and if you really look at a lot of um, the community events and school events and things like that that are being done in your community, it's all small business owners that are making it happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. So kind of one last question. What What is it I have not asked you that you wish I had? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could go on wow. for days because I think I know, I know what you guys no, do um, is incredible. And it and it's a, it's I'm gonna say it's a great resource. No, no. Um the the 
I think you. I think we covered a lot of areas, and I I, I love the questions you asked. Were very, uh, were were very informative to 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 the listeners and whoever will eventually hear this. But um, I think um, I think the fact that you are able to 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 see that problem because that's what it is. You know, you, right. you're, you're seeing a problem that you you wanted to start this podcast to be able to address mm-hmm. okay and um i think that um that we're heading in the right direction because it's all about information right so even so even what you're doing now on this platform is disseminating information is putting information out there for people who are who are looking for help who, who are wanting help in that sense right um, so no, I, I don't think, um, I don't think we, 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 missed anything out. What I, one of the things I'd love for you to do, uh, is I tell people all the time, we have to lead by example. So, uh, I need you to make sure that you register your company in our free directory. Sure. I definitely will. No, no, no doubt about that. And, and I, t- and, and let me tell you something, Gary, I tell people we do not discriminate. So our organization is called. African-American Entrepreneurs Association, but we have members from all over, uh, from all, all over the globe uh, and from different communities. And the whole purpose is, is that what makes you qualify? I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. This is what qualifies someone for joining, becoming a member, uh, 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 putting their company in our free directory. You know what qualifies you to do that? is the fact that you understand and I understand that there's need in every community to support the underserved communities. Right. The communities that don't have the information that needs the information. Okay. So right away, I can see that you are a part of that community because you've seen that need. You know that need is out there. And that's why we're having a conversation today. Right. Exactly. And I thank you for that. Leslie, get, give us your the the eight hundred number and the website address again. Sure, uh, our eight hundred number is one 1397 That's one 1397 And our website is www.aaeassociation spelled out dot org. So that's aaeassociation dot org. Leslie, I really appreciate your time today. Um, I love what your organization does um, and and look forward to talking with you and, and participating with you more in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that, Gary. Sure. This Have week, our guest day. was Leslie Grissom, and he is the founder and CEO of the African-American Entrepreneurs Association. I will see you guys next week. 49 faces look to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.